Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 151, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Apple has just completed its keynote at the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco, and we're going to go through all of the announcements. Apple has also issued a safety recall for Beats speakers, and Samsung has released a new range of Galaxy tablets. In the Tech Guide reviews, we'll take a look at LG's new flagship 4K Ultra High Definition TV, the new Apple Watch charging stand from Griffin, and the Bose SoundLink Mini 2 Bluetooth speakers, and we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide Help Desk, and it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products. Lots to get through, so let's jump straight in. Well, Apple has kicked off the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco, and they kicked off that event with their keynote. And in that keynote, they made several announcements, not only new iOS operating system for the iPhone and iPad, new desktop operating system, new Apple Watch operating system as well, an update there, but also a new music service. And we'll, we'll kick off with that, this new music service. Uh, it was, uh, there were a lot of people that uh, that knew this was coming along. It was something that everyone suspected Apple was going to announce. And they were right. The new Apple music service has three parts. To it, there's Apple Music, which is a streaming service, Apple Music Radio, which is a 24 hour a day radio station, and also Apple Music Connect, which is a way for artists to connect uh, with their fans. But kicking off the uh, the Apple Music is this streaming service. That's what everyone's talking about. Music lovers can now have access to more than 30 million tracks in the iTunes store, uh, and they can stream those in a similar way that they can do it with Spotify, RDO, Deezer, all these other services that are now looking over their shoulder. I don't know how these other services are going to react, whether people are going to stick loyal, whether people are going to switch to Apple, but Apple has a far greater library and a, a lot more music to access. And certain artists, they're only available through iTunes as well. Artists like the Beatles, ACDC, I think, are only a, uh, accessible through iTunes as well. So how these other streaming services stand up against this new service from Apple is yet to be seen. Pricing is, uh, the service is going to kick off June 30. Pricing hasn't been officially announced in Australia, but they have given US pricing, which was $9.99 a month and a $14.99 a month family plan. I suspect it'll be $11.99 Australian for the uh, monthly plan and maybe $19.99 for the family plan. That gives up to six users access to that one account. Now, the music radio is that 24-hour-a-day radio station that's going to be broadcast in more than 
about 100 countries. It's going to be called Beats One. You remember Apple acquired Beats Music and the Beats Company. So this is an offshoot of that. Apple Music Connect is a, a kind of a social media for musicians so they can share things like lyrics, backstage videos, photos with their fans. Fans can also interact with them as well uh, and share all that stuff on uh, through their messaging, emails, and, and social media, Facebook and Twitter as well. Moving along to the operating systems, let's kick off with the iOS 9. Now, this is the new operating system for iPhone and iPad. You're not going to see this till September, uh, around the time when the new iPhones are announced. That's usually when they time these for. But we're going to take you through a lot of the new features. There are there are quite a few to go through on iOS 9. First is the new uh, app within iOS 9 called News, uh, and it aggregates all your favorite uh, news stories from your iPhone. Uh, from uh, your, your new sites, magazines, and aggregates them into this beautiful magazine-style app that uh, combines not only the print quality uh, that you expect to see from a magazine, but also, of course, the digital uh, interactive parts of that as well. Notes have been enhanced as well, so you can now draw pictures, add links, create checklists, uh, so notes can be more dynamic than ever. Siri is now a lot faster and a lot smarter, so you can not only search for things on the internet, but you can also ask Siri to find things on your iPhone. For example, uh, you can ask Siri, find all the photos I took in June in uh, in the US, and it, it will find all of those rather than you having to go through your thousands of photos. And if you're like me, you do have several thousand of photos of on your iPhone. It is hard to locate those photos you're looking for. Maps have also been improved, so you can have more public transport information. Um, there's, there's, so you, it can show you things like train station entrances a lot more clearly. Uh, it will also find you the fastest way to your destination, whether you're on the bus, whether you're driving or even walking. Uh, now, for the iPad, they've got a few enhancements here in terms of multitasking. With iOS 9, you'll be able to do some things that you can already do on some Android tablets, some Samsung tablets as well. And this is called Split View. One of these is uh, Split View. You'll be able to, uh, as its name suggests, run two apps at the same time. Uh, so side by side, you can run full full apps. Uh, there's also another, another feature called Slide Over, which lets you use an app. Uh, say if you, want to, you might want to answer an email or a message really quickly, the other app comes in from the side and then you slide it away when, you've, when you're done without leaving the app that you're currently working on. Picture in Picture is another multitasking app that lets you continue viewing your FaceTime video call, for example, or a video you might happen to be watching. You can position it down in the corner of the screen of the iPad, so you might want to still answer emails and do things while the video is running in the background. One benefit of the uh, iOS 9 is going to be the battery performance. They're saying that this is a more efficient operating system. There's even going to be a low power mode, so you can make your battery life last even longer, but uh, Apple is saying that the sleek iOS 9 has been engineered to give you about uh, an extra hour of battery life, so uh, no more running out of battery uh, earlier than you expect. Moving on to the desktop. Now, with the Mac, the new operating system is called El Capitan. Now, this is continues Apple's tradition of naming their operating systems after Californian landmarks. 
In the past, we've had Mavericks, which is a, a surf break. Uh, we've also had Yosemite, which is a national park. El Capitan is actually a, a rock formation within Yosemite. So it, it is uh, an update to that. It's called OS10 El Capitan, and it has also a number of features. Now, the focus here was to make the Mac uh, to improve performance and to improve the experience. And they've also brought split view to uh, El Capitan, so you can have have two apps that fill that that go halves on the screen, fill up each half of the screen. You can also ac- uh, exchange content between those two apps. So you might be running, say, uh, a, a document, a Word document, or a Pages document next to a web page. You might happen to be using for research an email next to a document or an email next to uh, a web page. So it just makes moving them around even easier. So you don't have to resize windows and do things like that. It just uh, it just works really easily, and then you can get back to your desktop really quickly. Safari on uh, OS. 10 has also been improved. You can now pin your favorite sites. Hopefully one of yours will be techguide.com.au onto Safari. So instead of having all your tabs open, you can pin them to the left-hand side of the tab bar and they'll still, they're still running in the background, so they're still active. So when you do click on that, uh, that pinned uh, site, it'll be the latest uh, version of that site that you will see. Uh, notes like uh, iOS 9 have also been improved, so you can add various things like links and pictures and videos. Mail has also so inherited gesture control, so you can swipe to tra- to to delete, swipe left to uh, to markers unread. And if you want to get your hands on El Capitan, you don't have to wait till September. They do have a beta program, so you can get your hands on that new operating system as early as next month. So check that out. I've put a link in at Tech Guide there for you to uh, to sign up to that beta program if you wish to. Now, uh, the other improvement uh, or the other announcement, I should say, from uh, the Worldwide Developers Conference keynote has a lot to do with the newest product in the Apple lineup, and that's the Apple Watch. And what they've announced is Watch OS 2. Uh, and this comes, this brings with it a number of new enhancements. One of them uh, is a new, lot of new watch faces. So you can add images or create your own watch face using your image. You can also choose a watch face that is actually a time lapse of one of your favorite cities in the world, like New York or Shanghai, London, uh, Hong Kong. So the watch face is actually a, a time lapse of that city. Or, as I said, you can pick your own image from your Photos app on the watch and make that the watch face as well. Uh, you can also have more complications. Now, complications are those little features, those little shortcuts to information all around the watch face. So there may be the battery level, uh, the, the temperature. They're called complications. And now with, uh, with the new OS 2 for what Apple Watch, now developers can now be included to uh, to allow users to have their uh, a shortcut to their app as a complication. Uh, you can also have this, this a cool new feature called time travel. So with OS uh, Watch OS two, by turning the digital crown. It, it lets you preview what's coming up in your day. So, for example, you want to see what's happening this afternoon. You can then turn the digital crown so the time advances to that point of the day and you'll be able to see what appointments you have. You'll be able to see what the weather's going to be like. So it does give you a preview like you've time traveled to that part of the day. 
There's also a new nightstand mode. So when you are uh, charging up your Apple Watch at night, so if it is beside the bed, the screen actually changes. So it gives you a horizontal view, a larger view of the time and the date. And it also uh, lets you know if you've set an alarm. So uh, now uh, this new nightstand mode, uh, it, it's like a, a mini mini alarm clock on your, on your desktop, uh, on your nightstand beside the bed there. So what uh, they we're also going to see are even more powerful apps. They're going to have native apps, so running natively on the device rather than being piped in from the iPhone. So you can just imagine the uh, the type of uh, apps they're going to develop. We saw some examples during the keynote. Uh, there are golfing apps, obviously lots of health apps, productivity apps, uh, and and now even a way to reply to emails. You can uh, you, there's no still no keyboard, you can, but you can now use Siri to dictate your reply. Uh, from from the Apple Watch itself. You can also add more friends to the Apple Watch as well. At the moment, you can only add your favorites. So you're limited to about 12, I think. Now you can add even more friends so you can contact people from the watch rather than having to be limited to just 12. On the sketches front, you know how you can draw, draw a little picture and send it off to someone? You can now draw in several different colors before, or right now you can only draw in one color. Now it lets you choose a number of colors. So plenty to do there. Series also had an enhancement as well. So Apple Watch will be significantly improved once the OS 2 is released. And that, again, probably released around the same time as iOS 9 and El Capitan. If you want to read more about all those stories, you can do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Well, while on the subject of Apple last week, the company issued a voluntary recall of the Beats Pill XL speakers. Now, you've got to remember, Apple now owns Beats. They acquired Beats back in 2014. And the Beats Pill XL speakers, they're, uh, they're called the pill because they look like a big pill. A big uh, capsule. And these were released in 2013, so were made before Apple acquired the company. But nevertheless, Apple has taken responsibility for this safety recall, and they're saying that there is a safety risk. They say that the Beats pill may actually overheat and start a fire in very rare cases, but Apple not prepared to take any chances there, and they're offering a full refund or an Apple Store credit to the value of three hundred and ninety nine ninety five. Now these were the Beats Pill XL. Don't forget there are the Beats Pill, the smaller speakers which appear to be okay. Uh, these Beats Pills can be easily identified, apart from the obvious shape. It does say Beats Pill XL on the back of the device, uh, and customers are urged to. Contact Apple. There is a link on my uh, Tech Guide story relating to this uh, to this issue. Uh, so it's very easy for customers to get the ball rolling and get their money back or get that store credit. Uh, this uh, The recall doesn't affect any other Beats products. Uh, there are a number of headphones and other speakers. Also, of course, doesn't affect any other Apple products. But Apple uh, straight on the, on the ball there for issuing this safety recall because safety is their number one priority, they did say in the press release. And if there's any risk, uh, they, they want to avoid that at all costs. That's why they're offering this refund. So check out techguide.com.au for full details about how you can get your money back.
Well, Samsung uh, at it again, and they've released a new range of tablets. Uh, this time out, we're talking the Galaxy Tab A. These are brand new tablets that are available in two sizes, 8-inch and 9.7-inch. There's also an option to include the S Pen or not as well. The S Pen, as you may recall, is the uh, device that came with the Galaxy Note smartphones. A very handy product for obviously writing on the screen, but also executing other commands uh, to to collect clippings, to create scrapbooks, to write directly on the screen, to write out quick notes. It is a very handy tool to have, the uh, the S Pen. Now, the Galaxy Tab A is running Android 5.0, which is Lollipop, the brand new uh, latest operating system, and is available in black or white, although I'm pretty sure the black versions, uh, well, let's start off with the white versions are the versions without the S Pen. So if you're wanting an S Pen, it looks like you're, uh, you're going to be getting a charcoal version. And there is obviously versions uh, that are Wi-Fi only and that are also LTE. So that's 4G on board as well. Prices start from $299. That's for the 8-inch Wi-Fi. The cheapest, uh, the cheapest 9.7-inch device is also the Wi-Fi, and it is $399. And then you're moving up to 349 for the cheapest version with the S Pen as well. All those prices are on Tech Guide, but let's talk about the device itself. It is it's just 7.5 millimeters thick, weighs 314 grams for the 8 inch, 450 grams for the 9.7 inch, powered by a 1.2 gigahertz quad core processor. Pretty, plenty of grunt under the hood there. 16 gigabit internal storage, but you do get a micro SD card slot to expand that memory by up to 128 gig, which is very handy indeed. And as I said, Wi-Fi and 4G versions available. S Pen, very handy. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Samsung had, I think, the Galaxy Tab 8, I think they called it. It was it was an 8-inch tablet that introduced the S Pen. I think the S Pen had been introduced the year before for the, uh, the Note 2, I believe, or maybe the Note 3. And this was a, an excellent tablet, eight inch, a great size, really worked well with the uh, with the S Pen. But now uh, they've int- reintroduced this to a smaller size, and obviously this is the sort of tablet that will appeal to a wide range of users, whether they're students, whether they're just regular customers, on-the-go, mobile power users, and even business users. There, uh, It does have plenty of uh, multitasking features, like you can split the screen in half, so you can have two apps running at once. Uh, it does have the Android version of Microsoft Office on board as well, as lo- along with access to 100 gig of onla- online storage through OneDrive, and that's free for two years, which is a pretty good deal. So it is a device that's going to appeal to a wide range of users. It does also allow you to use to have multiple multiple accounts on the device so you can set up your version of the tablet before handing it off maybe to another member of the family or a colleague and they can then access their account which then brings all their favorite apps to the front and all of that all of that there is also a kids mode so if you do hand it off to one of your children you can lock off the rest of the of the device from your files and things like that so they can't access those important documents and they can just still you can still have peace of mind they're not going to they're not going to destroy anything 
or delete anything that you want to keep. There's also uh, some preloaded apps as well, some of your favourite TV apps, including Netflix and Presto, along with Foxtel Go if you're a Foxtel customer. Music lovers too can access uh, Samsung's new Milk Music app. That's a streaming radio service that uh, you're going to be hearing a lot more about. The Galaxy Tab A, uh, Samsung, they do make a pretty good tablet. They are number two to Apple, but still uh, really hold their own in, in this marketplace. They do uh, are very popular with customers, and these this new range of Galaxy Tab A tablets are certainly going to reinforce that as well. So check them out. If you want to see the full range of the new Galaxy Tab A, along with all of that pricing, you can find them at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide, this is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And if you want to get your home Wi-Fi up to speed, you need the new Netgear D6400 AC1600 VDSL ADSL modem router. Now, with the influx of great content and streaming services, including Netflix, now is the time to think about upgrading your home network so you can enjoy smooth HD video streaming without annoying buffering or lag time. With incredibly fast Wi-Fi speeds and ultimate Wi-Fi range for large homes with more than 10 devices, the Netgear D6400 will future-proof your home network, providing universal compatibility for any type of internet connection now and in the future. Check out the new VDSL ADSL Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D6400 at netgear.com.au. Tech now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Kicking off our Tech Guide reviews this week in episode 151 is LG's brand new flagship 4K UHD TV. The 65-inch UF950T is the device that we were reviewing, and I have to say it was a device I didn't want to give back. It was a great television. LG have really made a lot of progress in the last few years with their TV technology, and they've made another leap with this year's version. And it's all thanks to some new technology under the hood. Two main ones we're going to talk about is Color Prime and also Ultra Luminance. Now, I'll get into what they uh, what they do in a moment, but from a design point of view, the TV is really sleek. It looks really great. They have a really thin bezel around the, around the television screen. It's got a terrific curved stand so that the, the TV seems to be floating, seems to be defying gravity. At its thinnest point, it's only 8.5 millimetres thick. That's just slightly thicker than a smartphone. Can you believe that? Uh, it, it, the, the rear panel of the TV is also white, so... The, the bottom line is the TV looks great and really would fit into any room's decor. So no, uh, no risk of, this, uh, of, of, this, of an ugly product of sitting in your home. This thing looks pretty nice. Now, from a performance point of view, obviously, picture quality is paramount, as, as is connectivity uh, and the things we do with the TV. You have to remember the TV now has as much in common with the computer than ever before. Now, you're talking it's got its own operating system. It can connect to the Internet. It can run apps. It can browse the web. So it's as much a computer as it is a TV. Now, with that in mind, it's got a quad-core processor to keep things moving along really nicely. The TV works really fast, so switching between menus, switching between sources, it's really fast. So that's really good to have in your back pocket with a device like this. Now, in terms of picture quality, let's talk about that up front as well. 
This TV really has something extra than last year's TV, and that's due to the new feature called Colour Prime. Now, Colour Prime is a technology that actually affects the phosphor colours of the LED on board. So by using those different colours, it increases the range and quality of the colours that are displayed on the TV, the colour gamut of the TV. So the amount of colours the TV can display has increased. The result is is a, a really still a, quite a natural-looking picture, uh, the reds, the blues, the greens really now really stand out. Not not too overly bright and garish, but they look richer and warmer and, and, and really complete that picture. The other new feature is called Ultra Luminance. Now, what this does, it uh, in real time examines whatever's on the screen and pumps up the light in the, in the bright areas and, and adjusts the darkness in the black spots of the TV as well to sort of give this the picture a little bit more of a glow. Uh, we found this this worked really well. I, I did turn the brightness down a couple of points just just to sort of keep keep that image from being too bright. But the end result is a really good looking picture. Uh, the black levels were were good. Could have been a little bit better in my opinion. I think uh, I, I've seen deeper blacks on other TVs, uh, and 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 I felt that in, in this case the LG maybe not, not a lot a long way off, slightly off the mark in terms of the deepness of the blacks. Contrast was still good, so the overall picture had a nice mix. Now, depending on, the obviously, the source you're putting through the TV, we mainly watch Blu-ray movies through the TV. They looked fantastic. The upscaling technology, too, was also quite impressive. There's a six-scale, six-step upscaler on this LG TV. And rather than it just pumping up all this extra detail and all, and really hard putting hard edges on all all types of surfaces surfaces on the screen it was quite subtle in the way that it pumped up that signal and brought it to near ultra hd quality i really enjoyed the look of the blu-rays and and i can't wait until we see the ultra hd blu-rays because they're going to take make use of every single pixel on the screen there's more than 8 million of them on this lg tv so this is the sort of purchase that's going to pay itself off in the future once all this great 4K content comes around. Speaking of 4K content, I did get a chance to see some native 4K content uh, from a USB drive, and it looked fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant colors, really sharp, so much clarity, just so much detail in that picture that uh, sort of obviously a lot more detail than you would get from an upscaled Blu-ray disc. So native 4K just looked spectacular. Can't wait for more of that content to come around. Now, in terms of the operating system, I'm really impressed with WebOS. WebOS is the uh, what runs the TV, and not only from the moment you get it out of the box, it takes you step by step through the process so that you are you can set what state you're in, the time. It'll then connect you to the internet. It'll find you. It's got built-in Wi-Fi, so it'll find your network, connect you to the network, connect you to the internet, and then you're off to the races. It'll set all, all your, your channels, and it is such an easy TV to set up. So for, within 10 minutes, your TV is going to be set up and on the internet ready to go, and that allows you then to access all the other features from YouTube, Skype, social media, browsing the web, running apps, 
get accessing content. It's all there at your fingertips thanks to that Wi-Fi, that connection to your broadband. Now, it's got 200 hertz field refresh rate, so that means that high-speed images, like I watch a lot of sport on the TV, they look fantastic. There wasn't a lot of hardly any motion blur. It's virtually uh, non-existent. It looked terrific, even the fast-moving scenes in an action film. No ghosting at all. It looked really, really great. Now, the TV uh, also has great sound. That's one thing I'm a big fan of on a TV. It's one thing to look good, but in my opinion, it's also got to sound good. And if you're spending $6,499, it's good to know that there's no need to spend any extra on a sound bar. Harman Kardon speakers are featured on the new LG TV, and they sound fantastic. Whether you're watching free-to-air TV or a Blu-ray, an action movie, sport, it sounded terrific. So... Big tick on the sound of that as well. The LG 65-inch 4K UHD UF950T, definitely a TV worth checking out. It is priced at $6,499, although we've seen it a lot cheaper in stores. If you want to read that full review, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Now, the Apple Watch has been out for ooh, about six weeks now, and we had a chance to look at one of the first watch stands to go with the Apple Watch. Now, this is from Griffin, and it's called the Watch Stand. And what it is, it just it's an easy way for you to charge your Apple Watch. Now, if anyone's got an Apple Watch, they'll know that you need to charge it every day, every day and a half, every second day, depending on how much you use it, what you do with it. I'm finding that I've only got to charge mine every second night. So having a stand like the Griffin watch stand really does help. Now, there's a there's a, there's a stem and a heavy base. Uh, and what you do is you string your Apple Watch cable, the charging cable, up through the stem and then position it on the angled surface at the top. So what that allows you to do is to sit your Apple Watch on that stand. You can either position it so that you can still see the time and still access the screen, or you can position it sideways. Now, the Apple Watch we have at the moment is the Apple Watch with the link bracelet. So uh, once it's undone, it doesn't flatten out. It doesn't. It still stays in a, in a circle. So you can't actually separate the band because it's the link bracelet. If you had the Apple Watch sports band, you undo that and you can lay it flat on the desk. So with that one, you can lay it horizontally, vertically. Because we had the link bracelet, we could only put it horizontally and uh, the band then just wrapped around the back of the stem. The cable does not come with the stand that is your you need to bring your own cable from the apple watch that comes with the apple watch uh, and it is quite easy to string that cable up to the top the circular magnetic plate then rests comfortably on the top and it does hold the apple watch in place securely so there's no risk of it falling off there is also uh, the heavy base i mentioned has a small lip that allows you also to position your iphone so whether you just want to use it as a viewing stand or even as a, as a little little a little place to uh, charge your Apple, your iPhone as well. Uh, it does make it handy to do that too. So it could be a little all-in-one charging station. You do also need to bring your own cable for your Apple, uh, for your iPhone. So this would be ideal with if, if it's sitting on your your bedside table, on on your desk, on a common area where your your devices are charged. It doesn't take up much uh, much space at all. It's uh, it's got a pretty small footprint. The Griffin watch stand. It's available now. Uh, priced at thirty. And if you want to see some pictures of that, you can check out my review at techguide.com.au. 
Now, Bose, uh, we've always had a lot of time for Bose. They're a quality company. Very, uh, They make some excellent audio products. Some of my favorite headphones uh, have the Bose logo on it, and this new Bluetooth speaker, the SoundLink Mini 2, uh, does continue that tradition with excellent audio quality. Now, this is the second version of the SoundLink Mini Bluetooth speaker. First one was excellent. This one manages to be even better. The improvements on this device include longer battery life, uh, so you up to, you got up to 10 hours of playback on a single charge. And this one also allows you to now answer your phone call. So it's a speakerphone at the same time. The first one didn't do that. You had to actually answer your calls on your phone. Uh, it wouldn't go to the speaker. Now uh, you can direct your calls through the Mini 2 Bluetooth speaker. It will then just stop whatever music happens to be playing. And once you've finished up with your call, it will resume automatically. Now it isn't a big... It isn't a big speaker. It's 18 centimetres wide, 5.1 centimetres high, 5.9 centimetres deep. It weighs 700 grams. So from a small speaker, you'll be surprised at the size of the sound that it can produce. Now, their their proprietary technology uh, allows a lot of air to be pushed through the speaker, and that results in that big sound. It's also got really good bass. For such a small speaker, you'd think the, ba- the, the speaker was five times the size. They've managed to produce bass out of that small speaker. Being Bluetooth, of course, it can be paired to not one, but two devices at the same time. And it will even remember up to eight of the last Bluetooth devices that it syncs up to. So that means if you've recently synced up to it and you're part of the, one of those eight, uh, as soon as you, you turn the SoundLink Mini 2 speaker on, it will find your device, your smartphone or your tablet or your computer and allow you to stream your music directly through it. Uh, There is two colours now for the SoundLink Mini 2. There is uh, black and white, or I think the colours that they've described them is carbon and pearl. Uh, You can also buy soft covers for the speakers in red, green, blue, black, and gray. They're sold separately. This mini Bluetooth speaker 2 itself is priced priced at $299, and the soft covers are $29.95 each. The Bose SoundLink Mini 2 speakers are available right now, and you can read our full story at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Our Tech Guide Help Desk is uh, from an email we received from a reader, and he was telling us about uh, a friend of his whose Apple Watch had broken. Ironically, it was the Apple Watch Sport, and his friend accidentally clipped the watch with a tennis racket, and the screen shattered. Well, That's bad enough news as it is, but when he went to uh, inquire as to how much the repair would cost, that was the real shock. Now, we should point out this person had not taken out Apple Care on the product. Apple Care is kind of the extended warranty slash insurance policy for that particular device, and the Apple Watch does have that facility where you can have Apple Care Plus, which not only covers any defects uh, from the device, it may not work the, the way it's described, but it also covers two accidental screen breakages. So what you do is pay your Apple Care. 
Uh, it's $79 for Apple Watch Sport, $109 for Apple Watch, $2,300 for the Apple Watch Edition. Now, if you do have an accidental screen break, it's going to cost a service fee each time uh, of $99 for the Apple Watch Sport, $119 for the Apple Watch, and $1,500 for the Apple Watch Edition. Now, that's fair enough if you've got Apple Care Plus. Now, in the case of our tech guide reader, unfortunately, he didn't have Apple Apple Care Plus, and he rang up Apple Support, who then directed him to an authorized Mac Center. Now, for a $579 Apple Watch, the price of the repair that he was quoted was $375. In other words, 65% of the actual $579 price of the watch. That is pretty high if you are not covered by Apple Care. Now, what happened? The man decided to buy a replacement Apple Watch and keep the broken watch to fix later when, hopefully, the repair costs come down. But it does it, it is alarming if a $579 watch costs, if you break the screen, and let's face it, 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 it is possible for that to happen. Uh, there are pictures of, of the device, the broken device on Tech Guide. $375 is a bit rich for our taste to be paying for a $579 watch. So it does pay to have Apple Care Plus, a uh, something for other users maybe to take note of if they're thinking of uh, buying an Apple Watch. If you already have an Apple Watch, you can take it out an Apple Care uh, plan after the fact. As long as you pay for it, of course. You've got to pay for that, and then you're covered for a certain period of time. I think it's up to three years with that uh, for Apple Care. But it just goes to show you do need to take care, and for that you may need Apple Care. And if you want to check out that broken Apple Watch, it brings tears to your eyes, you can do that at techguide.com.au. And that's the end of our show for this week. You can read everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at techguide.com.au, whether it's a comment or you may have a tech question, you may end up on the Tech Guide help desk. Special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. If you want to stay connected, the answer is Netgear. Thanks for listening. It's been great having you with us once again, and we look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, as we always say, stay safe and stay connected.